When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chad and Zay. All right, let's go hour number three on a Thursday. About to get into some album swap talk. Before that, I am Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. He's chosen this beat specifically for us, and he got on a run of songs about rain. So, Zay, I'm just going to guess this is the rain beat or the thunder dome or something. They definitely make it rain in this video. Yes. There are a lot of women on this boat. So it's something John Morant would appreciate. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. What we got? Big Pimpin'. Jay-Z, UGK. Oh, okay. Big Pimpin', Spendin' Cheese. You remember that? Come on. Big Pimpin' is off of, is that on the first Blueprint album or is no, that before that point? No, that's that volume three, Jay-Z. My Life, Sean Carter, or whatever okay. they were called. So Jay, this is Jay-Z. Like 99. And UGK, and you're saying Jay-Z and UGK, this is them coming together. Correct. For a deal. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I got a feeling like I may mention Jay-Z coming up here um, in the UGK discussion. So interesting that you go that way. Jay-Z and UGK getting the hour started. Going to talk a little UGK. Going to talk some Chris Stapleton coming up. Real quick, your Masters leaderboard update. Victor Hovland is still the man to catch. Minus seven through 16 holes. Couple of golfers at minus five, Adam Scott and Xander Shoffley. Names you probably know. The group at minus four includes John Rahm and Shane Lowry. A couple names that you know. Some more names you know. How about this? Phil Mickelson in red numbers, minus two through nine. Jordan Spieth, minus two on uh, through three holes. Same thing for Scheffler, minus two through four. Rory McIlroy, even through four. And Tiger gets it back to plus one through 17. They're playing 18 right now. See if maybe Tiger can get it back to even par. He has not had a fantastic day, but it is not awful at this point, but he is uh, a ways back. Eight shots back of the lead right now for Tiger. All right. Yeah, it hasn't been uh, a fantastic start there uh, for for Tiger. But maybe uh, maybe one or both of the Longhorns will give you Texas fans something to watch. Uh, maybe Phil makes a little run. Who knows? All we can hope for, though, is that some big-time PGA guy and a big-time live guy have to play Saturday and Sunday. Man, that's what we're all looking for. Please. Give me like a Bryson DeChambeau, Rory McIlroy. Give me a Brooks Kepka and Scheffler. That's the kind of thing people are looking for. We'll see if we get it. All right, uh, some football news. We started with Cam Newton saying he's got a list of backup, people he would be willing to back up, but he still thinks there aren't 32 guys better than him. We're nine days away from Texas spring game. And uh, the Tyreek Hill story, he's going to be done after the 25 season when his contract ends. And if I freaked you out that there's an 
Alabama football guard out there in the transfer portal. I screwed it up. Coach Terry, it's a basketball player that's out in the portal. Go check him out. Uh, I screwed that one up. Mr. Bradley is uh, is a basketball guard, not a football guard. All right, uh, let's get into our album swap discussion. We've been rolling through different albums, and uh, through these last few weeks, it's been albums out of our comfort zone. Zay suggests an album that is in his realm of hip-hop that he loves, that I'm not as familiar with. I give him an album I'm really familiar with that he hasn't heard before. So that's what we did once again this week. Zay, who's going first this week? I'll go first, Chad. You are going first. Zay had to listen to a little Chris Stapleton this week. Very impressed. Yeah? I am not a country guy, but there's some country that's just too good not to listen to. Mm -hmm. And Chris Stapleton won me over. Cool. He won me over. Very impressed. This was his debut album. Just looking at his history, Kentucky guy, like a lot of these country singers nowadays, got famous in Nashville. And before Traveler, the album came out, this is Parachute. This is a great song, by the way. He was writing songs for huge names, Mm -hmm. huge names. George Strait, Tim McGraw, Adele, Darius Rucker, Luke Bryan. So he already had great respect in the country bluegrass nation, especially within artists. So that was fascinating to know. And just looking at like a little documentary about this album, he said it was like a 15 year process from when he was 23 years old to when the album dropped when he was 37. And he went on to say, you see a little bit of me as a 23 year old, as a 28 year old, a 33-year-old, and now 37-year-old married with two kids. So you get all of that. I dug it. I like how he talked about getting stoned on multiple songs. So clearly, Lightspeed yep. don't hear that much other than Willie Nelson. Well, I don't listen to country much. Sure, y'all can put me on some serious potheads yep. that are in the country field, but yep. still. By the way, later on, if you want to find another one of those songs on another album, he has a song called Smoke Them Stems. Okay. So you can go check that one out. Yo, yeah, he did that. <laughs> he loves so, it. So, yeah, man, super creative, super talented. I get why he has such a great following. The fact that his wife was on a few of these songs, Uh that's deep. Yeah, not only songwriting, but helping harmonize there. The female voice that you hear in a couple songs is her. That's very impressive. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I... I was impressed. Chris Stapleton, you got a new fan in me. There you go. I'm glad to hear it, man. It is definitely a, a different style of country, the bluesiness of it. His voice is so powerful. As long as you can get into that part, I think Chris Stapleton is a, an artist that a lot of different people can get into. And I'm really glad you played Parachute. That is one of my favorite songs on that record. When he sings about drinking, when he sings about drugs, when he sings about hard living, I just I get way into it. Now... I tried really hard to look if Chris Stapleton was an Ice Cube, Chris Tucker movie Friday fan. Okay. Because on that might as well get stoned. Yeah. Don't really got much to do. Uh That reminds me of Chris Tucker. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, right. Come on, Craig. (laughs) It's Friday. You ain't got no job. You ain't got ish to do. He probably watched Friday in Kentucky. He probably did. Yeah. So I think they need their credit a little bit. Well, yeah, that's what I was like. Chris Stapleton, is he a Friday fan? Come on, man. Come on, Craig. <laughs> that's good stuff. That is good. 
Sometimes I'm drunk and sometimes I'm stoned. This is a great song, oh, too. Oh, it's a great song. This is a great song about the music industry that you don't hear all the time. It's about how music can tear you apart and change your life, but not in always the best way. It's fantastic. So uh, I'm glad you enjoyed Traveler, the 2015 album. If you want to go, you mentioned the Adele. That song is incredible. Um, he was a lead singer in a band called The Steel Drivers. Right. And if you want to hear some of the b- real bluegrassy stuff, you can go listen to that. But it's good, just grimy bluegrass. I love it. And th- the song is called If It Hadn't Been For Love. And that's the one Adele covered. And I heard her sing it. And I was like, that's a really cool song. And then I heard her say Steel Drivers. And then I made my way back to Chris Stapleton to kind of find the original version. That's a great track. Yeah. You, you'd love that song. And Tennessee Whiskey. I've heard that before. Yes, you have. I did not know... I thought it was from him, but I was like, man, I've heard this song before. Why is it so familiar? And I found out it was a cover. That's right. Very good. It's a George Jones song. Now, George did it true George Jones style, and Chris Stapleton pulled off one of the great covers of all time. All time. Made it his own. The first time you hear those lyrics, you're like, wait, I think I know. Like, oh, he's doing this? I listened to it. It's the third track on the album, and it's when I totally fell in love with that record because I realized... Holy hell, he's about to cover Tennessee Whiskey. Just an incredible idea. Yeah. And he, and he made it his, man. It's a great song anyway. Yeah, he's a true music junkie and fanatic. He talks about just music's always playing in his mind and head. So he'll be out somewhere. And he said he wrote one of the songs of the album on a Pizza Hut napkin. Is that right? Just because oh, that's good. he had to get it out. Like, it came to it. him. He had to get it out. That was the only thing that was close that he could write on. So, man, it became part of this classic album. All right. So, you got a grade for me on Traveler. Chris Stapleton. 8.3. 8.3 in the in the Zay grading system. That's a high grade there. That's a 8. very 8. high grade. 8.3. All right. I'm glad you like Chris Stapleton. Let's get to UGK. The Underground Kings from Houston, Texas. I have heard a little bit of UGK, but I'd never been through an entire album. Zay chose Riding Dirty. It's their third studio album, July 96. And for the first time, Zay, I get to say that my album breakdown, in part, is from one Chad to another. (laughs) That's right. You know? Because they've made fun of my name my whole life. Maybe I should have called myself Pimp C or something C instead of going with Chad all these years. But Chad, is it Butler? Is Pimp C? Oh. I believe. I don't know. I know he called himself Sweet Jones, so I always think Chad Jones, but that can't be right. Rest in peace. I remember that time period when he passed away and how sad a lot of my music friend my rap music friends were yeah 2007 right 07 is when he passed away and yeah to to hear that that's what it was was, that's terrible too so to this album um i love you know the the language is incredible i was warned about the language oh my god chad it's extreme it's like don't i'm I'm good i'm good wait what people talked about the language in the album and it was really hardcore and all that kind of stuff yeah but that's what i want that's what i'm looking to other rap albums that's what i'm looking for yeah they that's all right it's me they yeah you know they look at me and they assume (laughs) this does not feel like a ugk fan to people so i get it um so uh but but you know lyrically very raw, um, you know. Very you know, definitely into into the the dirty side of things, which I love. Uh, the vibe of essentially kind of the, I guess, prison vibe is the best way to say it. Yes, yeah, Smoke D. I mean that that stuff. The the Pipsy's homeboy Smoke D that got locked up. That imagery that's set there. This is 
That is that's intense. Yeah, so, so somehow they smuggled a recorder and whatever penitentiary Smoke D was in. So this person was literally in he prison. Was, yes, and you can hear him walking around, be like, "Man, uh, these boys crazy out here." So that's Stuff's all legit. On. When so he's, he's talking, talking about, about guys kissing, kissing and stuff like yes, that, that was all legit from inside. All legit. Oh my god, that's that's amazing. Um, just incredible mood that is set with that. But Zay, I'm into runs on albums, and I'll tell you that. Track two, one day. Track three, murder. Track four, panky ring. And track five, diamonds and wood. That's a hell of a run. Yeah. My two favorites immediately after one listen are pinky ring and diamonds and wood. Okay. First off, I'm a sucker for a song with a title that's got two juxtaposed images in it. So diamonds and wood is a great. I'm, I'm th- when as soon as I saw the title, I thought, ooh, this should be interesting. It was great. the The hooks are great. Rap is. So difficult to pull off for a lot of reasons, but one thing you got to do in any kind of music, to me, is you got to find something that's memorable. You got to find something that'll bring them back. And just the art form of rapping sometimes doesn't do it by itself because it's so damn hard to do. And you're not going to go back. Like trying to think of your favorite rap lines sometimes is like trying to think of your favorite moments from stand up comedy. You never get it right, you never fully reproduce it, but it's all those little hooks. Somebody texted us about Pinky Ring the other day. Now I know why. Pinky Ring, the end, the way that plays out. Perfect. Diamonds yeah. and Wood, same thing. Um, <laughs> the song F My Car was also oh, that's high up there. This sounds so good, man. Um, it really is. Uh, but and, and both guys, I, you know, I'm I'm not as good, obviously, yet on learning wh- which is Pimp C, which is Bun B. I think I can tell the difference in a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. Both really talented. Um, there's just yeah, there's a lot of great stuff on here. The song "Riding Dirty" very chilled out at the end of the album. The outro is wild. Yeah, that is. I I don't think I've ever heard like a vocal almost like thanks to the album. They thank everybody from like some Atlanta rappers to Shaq. Yeah, they. <laughs> it's and it's nine minutes. You talk yeah. about the metal songs that go. It's eight minutes and fifty seconds of basically acknowledgments. They thank Shaq. They thank Baby and Slim from Cash Money, Outkast, Goody Mob. MC thanks everybody on that album. It's wild. Yeah. yeah, it was a it was a hell of an exit to an album. Uh, the one day song with the the uh, uh, the sampling on the album is incredible. Isley Brothers. Curtis Mayfield, Bootsy Collins, uh, all the different samples that are on there yeah, that they, are so catchy. So Ronnie Spencer, that's not Ron Isley. They just got a guy that sounds like him. Ronnie Spencer Is on the right? song One Day where he's on la 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 that Ron oh, Isley. Oh, it's sounds, so smooth. so good, though. It, so the thing I got to ask you about, Zay, happened on track seven. Now, I just need to make sure everybody's above board on this. Track seven is called Touched. It begins with lyrics that I knew. And I'm like, wait, why do I know that? And then it hit me immediately. It's from Jay-Z's 99 Problems. And I thought, wait a second, I didn't know this happened. So seven years later, Jay-Z starts a verse of 99 Problems with the exact word-for-word lines from this UGK song. And everybody's good with that when it happens in 03? Yeah, because it's a homage. Okay. It's not jacking or stealing. So that's taken as it's paying show homage, and love. How much he loved okay. UGK, Pimp C, wow. Bun B. And that's, when, now, when you heard 99 Problems, was it immediate for you? And you went, wow, that's awesome. It wasn't immediate, or, but I remember them talking about it back then. Okay. And Pimp, Jay-Z, like UGK owes Jay-Z a lot because he's kind of what 
exposed the world to UGK. We knew oh, about him down okay. here in the South. But when Big Pimpin came out, which CB, thank you for reminding me, Pimp C, he really didn't even like Big Pimpin because it was so against what they're used to in the South. But they knew they had to jump on the opportunity. Their record label, Jive Records, did them wrong on this album. They didn't promote it. On this one here on Ride and Dirty? Yeah, Ride and Dirty. They didn't promote it. There's no music videos. They didn't respect Pimp and Bun like they should have. Yeah, they sold 800,000 copies, no singles and no videos? It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. That is so crazy. But nowadays, again, once everybody started listening to Big Pimpin' and stuff, they're like, wow, these guys are pretty good. They went and started looking at the catalog, and that's why Riding Dirty is so classic that it yeah. is now. But okay. yeah, I Pimp C, he's a genius. He produced most of the album with N.O. Joe, Bun, just the hardcoreness of them, and selling crack and show Texas, poor the author. And basically, the first album they paid for with crack money. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I love that you can hear their Texas accents every once in a while, too. <laughs> every once in a while, their te- the whole time. Their Texas accents come through yeah. pretty hard uh, a lot of the times. Three in the Morning's a great song. But, uh, okay, so I'm glad to know that about Touched. I now need to rethink, uh, not that I still, still love 99 Problems. It's probably my favorite Jay-Z song. I just didn't realize that was a direct reference to UGK. I also didn't know that the overall theme of 99 Problems, but a B ain't one, that's from Ice-T. That's not Jay-Z's. And Ice-T like reclaimed it on a track later on with Body Count, and so I'm just trying to learn all kinds of stuff here. But this was a great record all the way through. Jeff Howe, if you're listening, I want you to pay attention. 9-5. Nine, 9-5. Five. Nine, nine, five. Five. 9.5. Wow. 9.5. 9.5. The influential quality of it, the sampling of it. I know how important UGK is since they are from the state of Texas. I've also got to give them love there, but I just I love all the connections of it. All the different things they mention that they reference Atlanta rap and they reference New Orleans rap and and, and just how easy these songs are. It, the, how easy the presentation is. They get stuck. I, you know, I can see how these hooks have gotten stuck in people's brains over the years, over and over again. Uh, so I enjoyed it. I'm going nine five. Yo, people on say dirty. Bun B's verse, which thank you, somebody on Spec Sex Line for reminding me. Bun B's verse on murder is one of the greatest verses of all time. Definitely his greatest verse of all time. It's Bun B trick, and I'm the king of moving chick. It's not them finger lickings. <laughs> oh uh-huh. my gosh, man. It's, that's a great song. It's, it's a great song. Just, both of those guys, they're different, but the same. Mm-hmm. And that's how it flows. Yeah, very good. Very good stuff. So, nine five. I'm going nine straight up. You going nine five. You going nine even? Nine you go even. Nine even. Yeah, okay, there nine you go. Even. See, I'm grading from the, uh, again, I'm grading from kind of the other side of the, uh, the other side of the musical fence, if you will, where it's not where I, that's not what I was raised on. It's not what I grew up with. But I'm just trying to judge it for what is it, also how important how important the album is 15 on the billboard chart two on the hip-hop chart uh and then i mentioned that he sold 70,000 the first week and 850 i shortchanged him 850,000 copies sold without a video and without a release of a single the album almost didn't come out that's crazy because pimp and jive were button heads and pimp was asking for all these things and jive was like nah we're not going to do it. And Pip was like, F it then. We just going to go on tour. And N.O. Joe was like, whoa, whoa, one of the producers. And mm-hmm. also guys on the album, he was like, yo, we got something here. Uh-huh. We're going to do it the way that we do it in the South, the OG way. We don't need the big record label. We'll get it done. And then Pipsy was like, all right, I'll do it. And 
Yeah, classic came from yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's really, really good. All right, so uh, next week we'll see what we do with the album discussion. Uh, Zay came up with an idea yesterday, and I'm just going to be double-checking with him on this because he is having it, it's having both of us do too much work, I think. We need to discuss this. Too much there, work? I've listened to both anyway. No, no, because if we go into – so every single week you've been listening to both albums anyway. Yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure you now are- it is now it is different if we listen to two fresh ones, two right. fresh albums we never heard. That is a lot different than me listening to a fresh Chris Stapleton for the first time, yeah. and me listening to Riding Dirty for the thousandth. Because right, because I was talking about doing each album. If we were gonna do if we we're gonna do a new album, neither of us have heard. We just do the one album. But then Zay said, "Well, no, no, we should still do two albums." And I thought, "Well, that means we have to listen to two brand new albums a week." That sounds like it's a lot. Bad. You put it together. It's not bad. Right? Sounds a lot. It's not bad. I mean, you got a lot more on your play at the crib than I do. I'm t- I ain't got no kids, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. By the way, I did another. I did a little bit of listening on this album, In the Line, to pick her up at school again. Oh, do I get looks. Yo. I get looks. When you see this sitting in a car, listening to UGK, oh, my God. It was made for the car. The looks that they give me. That's Pimp C and N.O. Joe. Before they were good to release it to Jive and say, all right, we got the album completed, they would just ride around the Houston area bumping the album to make sure it sounded right in the car because they knew how important car culture was in that area. It sounded great. With the music. Like, F My Car is Great in a Car, and that last track, Riding Dirty, in a car is different. That song feels I was driving when I, Uh I, I I was driving when I, when I, when I played it, and it just felt perfect. Yeah, it felt it felt like a slow cruising kind of a jam. Yeah, go the the the, yeah, just making sure everybody sees the car. I also heard the word slab and thought of you. There we go. I heard the word slab and I thought of you and I thought, remember, Chad, don't ever use that word legitimately. (laughs) Don't ever do that. No one will ever buy you saying slab. Yeah, UGK. They looked at riding dirty as. A wreck, like an album for the weekend where on Friday you got your hustling done, Saturday you partied, and Sunday you reflected. That's how the album's supposed to flow. Oh, okay. All right. Well, there's definitely reflection at the end. Yeah. <laughs> we are reflecting at the uh, towards the end of this record. It definitely gets uh, heads down into uh, a different type of groove. All right, there you go with the album swap discussion. We hope all the Chris Stapleton and UGK fans uh, thought we did them justice. All right, coming up, it's 2.30, so it's Why Today Matters on this April 6th. We will get into some birthdays. Huge birthday tomorrow in sports. Makes us think of the biggest upsets of all time. And I'll get you updated on the Masters leaderboard next on The Horn. Chad and Zay. Yeah. And we want to send this out to Houdini. Grandmaster D. Dial in the next Yeah, the baby was dropping that funk a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 94. All right, rolling through a Thursday. Chad and Zay with you. All right, I don't think this is on Riding Dirty. It's not. What do you got for me? It's supposed to bubble UGK off the super tight album. Okay. Is this later than Riding Dirty no, or before? before? So this is one of the first two records. Right. Okay. Yeah, I love this album cover because they're in front of a, looks like a Cadillac, and Pimp is rocking this icy Mighty Ducks hockey jersey. Yeah. And Bun is wearing a classic Astros hat. Nice. Um, I really enjoyed the 
What's the way to say it? The twang in Pimp C's voice. Right. That that country twang that comes out every once in a while. And Bun B's got it a little bit, but not as much as Pimp C does. Yeah. I enjoy it. You can definitely tell the difference. Yeah. By the way, I forgot to put the hood up earlier. Oh, I yeah, feel really bad. I was going yeah. to put the hood up and get a little little bit of this action it's going down, on. It's a poster, but. Does this make me look tough at all? <laughs> no, it makes you look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wear a lot of hoods in my in my life, which is good with this haircut. Because if I did, then I'd yeah, there'd be. You a look lot. like a Sith Lord. That's not that scary. <laughs> <laughs> like the Sith Lord's nephew yeah. that didn't want to really train. I just like moving objects, Dad. Come on. Yeah, just moving objects because he's lazy. Uh, uh Uncle Emperor, I don't want to hurt people. I just want to move stuff. I like it. I like to be able to staple papers without having to touch them. Get out of here! What are you doing? All right. So UGK, uh, which was a part of the album swap discussion today, we'll see what happens next week. So I've suggested the Jelly Roll album for next week that neither of us have ever heard. That means if we're gonna go with Zay's plan, Zay's got to find us an album that both of us have never heard. Right now, I'm thinking Lil Kim. Ooh. Because I've never heard a Lil' Kim album through and through. Any of them? Like, the maybe either Notorious K.I.M. Oh, then I got to find the best oh, one. I think we've come up with our answer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, find right. the one. Find the one. Because I, right. have, I have always wanted to do that and have never done it. Yeah. I have never I've not, not sat through an entire album of hers. But uh, I think even my sensibilities will be affected by the end of that album. Even I will think she went too far by the end of that album, I'm hoping. That's what I'm counting on. Because she's the dirtiest to ever do it, correct? Female side? Has anybody ever she's been right more there. consistently dirty than Ooh, her? She's right there. Okay, that's it. Yeah, right. Blame Biggie Smalls for that. Well, Biggie, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we might have to go hardcore 1996. Which is weird, because from the Biggie I've listened to, not a lot of dirty stuff. In, I'm just oh, kidding. Really? I'm just kidding. No, I'm totally kidding. Uh, and I feel like on the uh, Ready to Die album, there was a recording that was legit, too. That felt, that felt legit. I felt like that wasn't acting on a couple of the tracks there. But I am fascinated to know that that UGK stuff is literally from inside a prison. That's nuts. That's amazing. Oh, that's incredible. All right, so uh, let's get you an update on this Masters leaderboard. It's tightening up. Hovland still leads at minus 7, and he's done. 65 for the day. John Rahm is chasing him, minus 6 through 17. Golfers at minus 5 are Adam Scott and Cameron Young. Brooks Kepka at minus 5, one of the live villains uh, this weekend. Scotty Scheffler, minus 2. Spieth, minus 1. Those guys are about 5 or 6 holes in. McElroy even through 6. Mickelson, even through 11. Tiger's done with a 74. That probably doesn't get it done, since he's a good ways back already but we'll see what happens on uh friday saturday also get ready for weather at the masters tomorrow i think they're going to be affected and saturday and saturday it might be like 50 degrees and raining damn so they may have to move some things around at the masters just get ready for that if you are watching all right let's get to uh why today matters i saw a birthday that brings up a real easy sports question here we go why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, April 6th, headed into the 7th. First and foremost, we want to wish everybody a happy Easter. We don't have a show tomorrow. Whatever Easter means for you and your family, we hope you have some good, uh, good times, uh, good food, good fellowship, good family, good sports, watch the Masters, whatever it is that you love to do around Easter. Good egg hunts for all you kids out there. 
Best of luck. I'm past it. Uh, the mag's expensive nowadays, Chad. I'm we pa- might have to. I know. I'm not. See, I'm not a part of it anymore. My kid is 16. We don't do the egg hunting anymore or egg coloring anymore uh, for the last few years. But that is a special time when you got the little kids running around with the uh, with the egg hunt. So hopefully all that works out for everybody. Like instead of stuff in the egg hunt, you're just going to get the egg because eggs are so expensive nowadays. No, you're going to get what my mom did, which was plastic eggs. They did <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I ain't mad at Mama Hastings. I wasn't mad either because when you opened it up, Hershey's Kiss was inside. Ooh, yeah, or some or money. She put like she put little coins in there, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so hopefully everybody has a great Easter. Also tomorrow, I got to mention a couple birthdays. My favorite running back of all time as a Dallas Cowboys fan, Tony Dorsett has a birthday tomorrow. Shout out to Tony. Tony. Of course, the old school is Pitt. Tony D will be 69 tomorrow. Uh, the Barber Twins, Rondé and Tiki, will be 48. The Buck fan in me tells you I need to mention Rondé, who is now a Hall of Famer. Congrats to him. He goes in officially later this year. Tiki was a stud as well and won a Super Bowl with the, No, no, no. Didn't win a Super Bowl with yep, the Giants. Yeah, he retired the year before. He, some people believe he was the reason they didn't until then. Some people believe he and Coughlin and the locker room issues were a, a problem. And then once he was gone, things changed for the better. I, I, I that was what it was back then, anyway. Weird. I don't know what. I don't know if that was it, but the bar. Yeah, I think of Tinky Barber. I think of that high tuck he got. Yes. The ball every time he carried that thing, and it worked. That's one of my. That's a great. I always bring that story up too, man, about the just the evolution of a game and learning certain things. Tom Coughlin got on him about it, and he became the most sure-handed running back out there. Yeah. And when he would go in full speed, and he had things <laughs> swinging yeah, up in the so air. So weird. It looks so strange. Uh, Rondé and Tiki will be forty-eight tomorrow, and Zay. Buster Douglas will be 63 years old tomorrow. So, for you, give me your favorite individual upset of all time. Ooh, individual. Favorite individual upset. Do you have one that sticks out? Now, I don't know if you mean you may not be a fight guy or a tennis fan or a golf fan yeah. or any of that stuff. Yeah, I'm so, not big enough fans to have an individual. So, is it a team sport for you? Definitely a team. What's your favorite upset team-wise? Uh, you're going to love this. We Believe Warriors, 2007. Being the Dallas Mavericks first round, one eight matchup. Warriors got in like the last game of the season. I hadn't even discussed Shocked this with the world. you. I'm just trying to have a nice discussion <laughs> on a Thursday. Shock the world, This Barrett is what Davis, you're doing. An eight over Monte one. Monte Ellis, Steven Jackson, Matt Barnes, the Man, crew. That's cold. I'm sorry I asked now. The eight, that was the second eight over a one. Because the first was Matumbo. Yeah, and the Supersonics. Matumbo laying on the ground with that basketball. But that was a little different. That was five game series back in the 90s. Right. This was seven games, so it meant a little bit. Oh, was it? Was it, it a seven game series? More. Dirk was MVP. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll smoke one, that one. That one hurt. Because remember, at that moment, there's no title and. Especially if you thought they took that title from you the year before. Oh yeah, and you're in the position to go right, go back there. You number one seed. You have a chance to get the vengeance from the Dwayne Wade thing. You are the number one seed, and they take you out. By the way, remind me who was the head coach of Golden State? Donnie Nelson. Dear God in heaven. Donnie Nelson, so cold-blooded. Even with the title in 2011, I still get cold chills thinking about that series. Everything that played into it, horrifying. I am so so glad you brought that up. Buster Douglas, again, will be 63. To me, it is the greatest individual upset I've ever seen. Vegas didn't take money on it. 
most of Vegas. It was one or two books. They made the documentary called 42 to 1. I think somebody laid it out at 42 to 1. Zay, it was such a non-fight. It was on regular HBO, no pay-per-view. I watched it live. My dad didn't want to watch. I had friends that didn't want to watch. I was just, you know, it was me in my high school years, so I was just home, you know, with no date and no party. (laughs) With no date? Because you know me. They didn't invite me to the parties because they thought I was a narc. So I'm just sitting there watching. I will never forget that fight. I can still hear Jim Lampley saying, down goes Tyson, and he couldn't believe he had said the words. And Mike almost had him like fifth, sixth, seventh round, somewhere in that range. Mike had a little flurry. And then the round ended. And I always thought if that round hadn't ended, I think even Mike in Tokyo with all the girls and all the things we've learned yeah, since then. that's what then, I'm saying. He's sniffing coke off of Japanese women's oh bottoms. God, he went full blast in Tokyo. He almost had Buster then and, and, and escaped it. But then after that, you could just feel it. It's like, this is about to happen. This is going to happen. And back then, it wasn't internet. It wasn't social media. You would have had to physically call people and say, are you watching what's happening? I just, I can still see it, man. That's the craziest one I've ever seen. But weren't there things in Tyson's life that were like leading up to the fight that were a little questionable to where after the fight happened, you're like, okay, this makes sense. Like him having to chase Brad Pitt for Brad Pitt getting with Robin Givens and stuff like that. Uh, there were some factors, yeah. If you watch those document the documentaries they've done with Mike, and he's been really for- forthcoming about all this information. Yeah, there was there was just so much going on, and then just the fact that the lack of focus, uh, the lack of focus overall, and in, in getting ready for it, and that's I can't remember about when Customato died, and then his that effect on Mike that never really went away, and just every, yeah, he was at such a horrible place in his life, and Buster just fed on. All of it. Yeah, man, how can I focus on Buster Douglas when I got to deal with pretty boy Brad Pitt and stuff dealing with my girl, man? This is ridiculous. (laughs) That's not bad. We need to have you record like Mike Tyson and Dusty Baker talking life. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. I always enjoyed the the Jamie Foxx Mike Tyson. Where's that movie coming out? I always felt like that was That movie that was, was supposed solid. to happen. Yeah. He was supposed to play Mike in the movie, and I've seen a lot of different biopics that Mike wasn't about, like Hulu tried to do it, and Mike Tyson said that he didn't agree with anything Hulu was doing. So uh, I've been expecting okay. yeah. Jamie Foxx to really show out, but Jamie, he ain't that young Jamie no more. He's right. still a good-looking dude, but we, I don't think we'll see that heyday, black short, black, you yeah. know— Black Shoes Mike Tyson that everybody would like to see Jamie Foxx play. I don't think he can do that now. Yeah, if Mike's not behind it, I don't want to see it. I want Mike to be fully behind whatever they put out. I don't need anything. I don't need biopics. I don't need movies if Mike's not with it. I want Mike to be completely behind what's happening so we can fully tell those stories. That's what I love about him, that he's been honest through the years about everything that's happened. He's led one, he led one of the craziest lives in the history of sports. I mean, Incredible. Chad, why do they have to mess with me, man? All I want to do is just fight and hang out with my pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> why do they got to keep messing with me, man? Don King, everybody against me, man. Drive me insane. Maybe it's because I just heard the album, too. There's a little Pimp C in your Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. You got a little bit. You got a little bit of your Texas twang in the Mike Tyson, I think. Yeah, definitely not from Bed-Stuy. <laughs> 
Definitely not. This dude is not from Bed-Stuy. Just a little bit. All right, so happy birthday to all those folks. Shout out to Buster Douglas pulling off the cra- one of the craziest upsets anybody's ever seen. He will be 63 years old tomorrow. Hope Buster's doing well. All right, coming up, stems and seeds. Before we get out of here, one more check on the Masters leaderboard, and then we will be done for the week. Again, Texas baseball. No game today. They're going to go Friday, Saturday, Sunday. As soon as we hear times, we'll let you know. So keep it right here on the horn. Chad and Zay. First off, then the click you claim. West side when we ride, come equipped with game. You claim to be a player, but Oh, that's a great little that's a great little hook there too, that that female voice in this song. This is Tupac, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Angry Tupac. And I'm reading back to the UGK Riding Dirty album that before Tupac died, he thought a whole lot of that album. Yeah. And ex- apparently expressed a whole, and they, by the way, they thanked him. They thanked everyone but me back in '96 because uh, they didn't know me at the time. But he got thanked too. Yeah, Scarface. When him and Pac made Smile and they were together, Scarface put Pac on UGK, and Pac was like, "Dang, y'all got some serious talent down in Texas." So that's very yeah, cool, big time. And Scarface is not a part of UGK. He was a, his own thing at the time, right? Yeah, he was just a fan. Yeah, Ghetto Boys. He was with Ghetto Boys, mm-hmm. and then they still. I, that was kind of cool. So yeah, they, even they though were, Ghetto Boys was in rap a lot and UGK was in Jive, everybody had mutual respect for one support. another. How about that? Supporting yeah. each other. I like that. Um, all right, so we got Tupac rounding it out. We had UGK earlier this hour, Zero earlier in the show, Loose Ends, Millie Vanilli, Madonna. Zay went on a little bit of a run of rain songs because it is wet out there. Please be careful driving around. Jay-Z and UGK with the beat to start this hour. As you just heard Craig Way say in the Craig Way Report, no Texas baseball today. They'll try to go Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Keep it right here on the horn as soon as we hear and follow our social media. As soon as we hear the times, we will let you know. In terms of the Masters, minus seven is still the lead. The 65 that Victor Hovland posted is what they're all chasing. John Rahm at minus six. Everybody but Hovland still out on the course. John Rahm minus six through 17. Cameron Young's at minus five through 17. Adam Scott in a group at minus four, and your other big names. Tiger shot a 74 today, plus two. Rory McIlroy is there as well after seven holes. Rory's in some trouble. Phil minus one through 12. Scheffler minus two through seven. And Jordan Spieth minus two through six holes. Masters continues. They are on the air now uh, in terms of ESPN, and they'll be covering those rounds today and tomorrow. And then when you get into the weekend, obviously, hello, friends. It's Jim Nance without the worry of basketball anymore, just focused on that uh, football and golf stuff. They will uh, CBS will have it for you throughout the weekend. All right, let's get you stems and seeds. Get you a couple other stories today. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Let's go back to our first story of the day and give Cam Newton massive thanks for giving us a gift. Cam Newton, in a bizarre podcast comment, says there are not 32 guys better than him, but he would consider being a backup. And he has a list of guys he would consider backing up. I'm not kidding. They are in order. Deshaun Watson, wherever Lamar Jackson ends up, Justin Fields, Tua, number five is, let's see, who is, oh, the, the rookies, Stroud, oh no, Malik Willis is five, then Stroud, Young, and Richardson, then Hurts is seven, 
Aaron Rodgers is eight. Josh Allen's nine. Sam Howell is ten. And Cam Newton's wearing a hat with the top cut out so the dreads can go straight up top. Can he not put him in the back? Does his hair not work that nah, way? No, because that means the hat will poof up. It wouldn't fit. It wouldn't be snug. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Just don't wear the hat. What's the? Oh, he's got to wear the hat. Oh, okay. He's a big hat guy. I see. He's got to wear it. Okay. Then if you're a big hat guy, then you got to fully commit to a hairstyle that allows you to wear the hat. Nah. What are we? I mean, become a visor guy. Visor guys can do that. But that's the thing. It's kind of like a visor top hat. You can't be cutting those hats up, man. That thing has to cost a little bit. By the way, I like that he used a hat from like a a, a newspaper reporter in a 50s movie, like a black and white movie. That's what it looked like to me. It even looked like he had a little card stuffed in there. Did you see that? Yeah, Cam got a lot of Mike Harger in them. He got that Alabama pimp in there. It looked like it looked like he had an index card slipped into the into the brim of the hat or the what do you call it the band of the hat. Maybe that was his list for the Cam. quarterbacks he wants to back up. I just have a challenge for this long weekend. Angel Reese, you're up. I need something. I need something. Nah, let's cool out, Angel. A comment, a thought, breakdown, presidential, you know, history for me. What do you need? Can by the way, does Kim Mulkey have a comment? I'd like to hear her thoughts. Man, she didn't have a comment about Brittany Griner. She ain't going to have a comment about this. Are they going to the White House or not? I want to uh, find out. She I'm, might go I'm by on, herself. Oh, my God. Kim by herself hanging with Joel and Joe. That'd be a weird shot. I know she'd wear something cool, though. I know she'd be drinking, too. We know, yeah, that probably would be true. All right. Uh, everybody have a great, long weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Keep it right here to find out what happens with Texas baseball. Ball Don't Lie is coming up. Everybody stay safe. Happy Easter and stay dry. See ya.